Do I go in? I just go in the Okay. Hey, gang, I'll let Coach open it up with a few comments and then, you know, the routine. Raise your hand if you have a question and we'll get a mic to you. Uh, good to be back. Um, you know, in game week mode of, of operation, um, we've got a, a really, really good training camp. I feel like our team uh, has developed. Uh, I know our team chemistry has developed a lot, and these guys uh, enjoy being around one another, and it's um, as, as close of a team as, as I've been around. So excited for that. Uh, we, we do know that, obviously, we got to play a football game, though, in five days, and um, you know, Louisiana Tech, very well coached, uh, very experienced quarterback. Um, you know, I know Coach, Coach Holtz, uh, we'll, we'll have those guys uh, fired up and, and ready to play and give us their best shot. Uh, so we got to be at our best as well. Um, a couple guys that, that will not play in the game. Uh, Josh Moore has been suspended uh, for the game. Uh, Kirk Johnson, Reese Moore, Jarrett Smith, and Daniel Young uh, will all not play uh, in the game due to injury. Uh, and we are, Gerald Wilbon tweaked his knee in, in warm-ups or something and having a hard time getting the swelling down, but um, he's kind of day-to-day, but uh, would not practice today if, if we had a practice. Questions? Raise your hand if you have a question. Start up front. Dennis? Coach, uh, the level of concern at the running back position, what can you uh, tell us about Keontae Ingram? Um level of concern is high (laughs) Um, you know we were supposed to uh, have five scholarship running backs um, and if they all stayed healthy we would have had five and obviously uh, Darian Brown uh, got here two days ago Uh, he's doing great but but will not play this season Uh, and then you get Kirk and Danny both going down with season ending or not season ending uh, training camp ending or you know a good four to six weeks uh, worth of injury and now you're left with Keontae and and Jordan and Keontae goes and you know twists his knee up and um, but he's he's doing well uh, Jordan's still fighting uh, some residual effects from a, a sports hernia surgery that he had in high school so that flares up on him from time to time um, and then uh, Roshan Johnson has has played um you know, tailback for about the last six, seven days um, of practice just to to get us up. Because right now we've, you know, that would be in case of emergency break glass, but, you know, running back's a violent position. Would you have a question? Up front, Kirk. Uh, the season didn't start as you planned the first two years. Do you see any common denominators in the losses to Maryland that you fixed for this season? No, I mean, it's just every every year is different. Every team is different in terms of their, um, their psyche. Um, so, no, they're, they're all different. I will tell you, we have adjusted, the one area we have adjusted – uh, the most um, has been 
centered around the fact that we start classes the Wednesday before the, the game. Really very, very few schools uh, have that issue, and I, I called a lot of my my colleagues. Um, I remember asking Coach Sweeney at, at Clemson, I said, well, hey, what do you, what do, you do? Our, our, every day we, every year, you know, our, our practice on the first day of classes is, is not real good. And he goes, well, I never practice on the first day of classes. I said, well, what if classes start the, the week of the game? He said, I've been a head coach, I don't know how long Dabo's been, eight, nine years. He goes, it's never happened. So he, it was, it's a very unique situation here at Texas and one that um, we're handling uh, a little bit better with our schedule. We'll, we'll practice at night this entire week at 6.30. So these guys get off a of class at 2, and uh, especially that first day, and they'll have a few hours kind of to get that first day out of their system. Do you know why that or Why you lost those two games in retrospect? Why do you feel like uh, we didn't We didn't play good enough. On our... Coach, just one quick uh, injury one before I get to the main question. Uh, Zach Schopperford, uh, what's going on with him? Practice full uh, yesterday, and obviously today is an off day, so I would imagine he'd be ready to go okay. Tuesday. Um, big picture, um, Coach, I, I know you'll say the only pressure that really counts is the things that you guys say, or at least the expectations, you know, within it, but your guys don't live in a bubble. They hear the, you know, the outside expectation, they hear the noise. How do they handle the, the, the success? of this past, you know, season and some of those expectations that go into it. Yeah, I don't I don't sense it, you know. I've I've said before and we we drill this into our players and our, our coaches, you know, with one-on-one talks with them all the time about um, we know you're going to hear it. It's your choice whether you listen to it or not. It's a unique human skill, the skill of listening. And um, uh, so I, I don't. I don't think it's very difficult when you break it down like that. We we know that it's unavoidable that these guys are going to see and hear all of these messages. And in today's society, I mean, they're bombarded with messages. And um, you know, it's it's our job to um, you know continue to re- reiterate the fact that you know, we're playing for each other. Our job isn't to prove anybody wrong. It's uh, it's our job to prove ourselves right. To each other, um, and then again, I, I think they they really believe that the only people whose opinions of them matter are those guys in that team meeting room, the coaches and players. Beyond that, it's it's noise. Stay up front, Brian. Uh, unless I missed it, is Jake Smith not an option? Um, he certainly would have been, could have been. Um, had the straights been more dire, I think it was. Um, it was a wise move having Roshan knowing the offense, Roshan having been here an entire spring, um, his acclimation to it. Uh, you know, Jake's head spinning just trying to play slot receiver right now. So we didn't, you know, he's our starting punt returner and all that stuff. So we didn't want to put that also on his plate. Um, and maybe we, we get to that point at, at, at some point, but right now it. It wasn't necessary. Okay, and then um, I actually had a question about the schedule. I mean, so uh, go, starting this year and going forward, uh, you guys begin a, uh, a schedule setup of a of a non-power five team before a glamour, what is perceived as a glamour game. And <clears throat> talking to talking to Chris, I mean, he likes that format. I'm assuming you do too. Absolutely. I just wonder what's what is what is your thinking about setting up 
almost every schedule going forward yeah. this way. Um, you know, it's 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 the one thing. You know, everybody wants to talk about expanding playoffs and, and this, that, and the other. Um, some form of unified scheduling model across all conferences is something I think we need to tackle much sooner than worrying about the playoffs. You know, us in USC and was it 17 and 18 were the only two teams in the country that played 11 Power 5 games. You know, and you've got teams in other conferences uh, only playing eight conference games and four non-Power 5 schools. So, I mean, it's it's you're comparing apples to oranges when you, you talk about schedule and toll on these kids' bodies, all of that stuff. So, um, you know, the Big 12 mandates that you play one Power 5 uh, school a year plus our nine Power 5 conference opponents. So um, something I had expressed displeasure in as well that, um, you know, we're, we're, we're hurting ourselves if, if we're mandating all of these schedule issues, plus we play nine conference games. So, um, But if you are going to play nine conference games and, and one marquee non-Power 5 opponent or Power 5 opponent, uh, you certainly want to do it week two rather than, than week one to um, so you're not having to prepare that way. So wait, just so the, and that's the perfect scenario is the non power five marquee and then I don't wanna, I don't want to say an easier opponent but non power five non power five correct and then okay. conference schedule. Okay. Back then yeah. Steve Thank you I have a couple of questions. What um K Brewer status and also if how do you how did you come out of camp? Did you really get everything accomplished that you wanted to do out of the out of the preseason camp? Is there anything that you left off your checklist that you wanted to get done? No, I feel great about it, to be honest with you. Um, the checklist is great. Uh, Kate Brewer's fine. Um, dealt with a concussion deal last week, but he's been he's been cleared, passed all the tests. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't think we were limited. I mean, um, you know, we had to monitor the running backs reps significantly, but um, everything else we, we got in what we wanted to. All right, Cedric. Earlier this summer, you said the linebacking was a point that you definitely relying on. What did you see from those new guys? And uh, uh, this next game coming up, what, is, what challenges does that present? Yeah, I think um, you know, obviously Joseph, Deli, and, and Jeffrey all had had really good fall camps. I was. You know, Marcus Tillman, we, we saw flashes of in the spring, and I was excited to see his next step uh, from a development standpoint, and, and he certainly did not disappoint. Uh, and then Juwan and Caleb were, were very pleasant surprises for me. Those, those guys can can both play here. So um, although we do lose uh, Jeffrey after this year, he'll be the only one that we lose, and so we're excited about the future of that position. David Benda can really, really play. Um, you know, now going into this game, you know, you you just you worry a little bit about you know, you know, Delhi has you know ran down on kickoffs a, a few times or whatever it's been, but to be the starting middle linebacker and jog out there with the first team defense, um, you know, we're going to have to do a good job with him of you know making sure that he takes deep breaths and just go out there and do your job. Middle Mike. Coach, 
you're looking forward to one and zero. This is the culture that you're talking about. What stands out uh, from Louisiana Tech, and what are you looking at their team? Uh, well, their quarterback certainly. You know, he's he's very experienced. Um, uh, the the wide receiver. I'm looking at uh, Adrian Hardy is a guy that could play um, anywhere in the country. And then, uh, you know, they've, they've got Coach Diaco. Uh, Bob Diaco is the defensive coordinator there now. And um, uh, familiar with him from our time when he was at UConn and, and we were at University of Houston. So uh, he, he does a really good job on that side of the ball as well. Over here on your left, Jim. Tom, would you anticipate that Keontae or Jordan would be limited for Saturday? And what can you tell us about the cornerback situation and that battle and where it stands? Um, no, I don't know how you – I mean, there are only two, so I don't know how you limit both of them. I mean, or, or what that would even entail for a, um, a game. I know in practice they're in green jerseys. They're non-contact right now. Um, now. I don't think the refs will let me put a green jersey on them in the game. Um, so we need them. they got to go. And then, uh, I'm sorry, Chip, what was the second quarter? Corner, yeah, right now, if, um, if we started today, it would be Jalen Green and, and Kobe Boyce backed up by uh, Deshaun Jameson and Anthony Cook. But, uh, you know, in my opinion, Jalen um, – has earned the right to, to consider him as himself a starter. The other three guys are still gonna gonna battle out, you know, throughout this week. Middle, Roger. Tom with, with Sam style mentality, little thin at the running back maybe. Was there any discussion about you know don't try to do too much or you know got to have you for 13, 14 for, for three years. There's been that discussion. So, um, no, he, he's gonna do what he uh, our job. Um, you know, quarterbacks, it's always going to be a part of, of the run game based off of reads. I think we've done a nice job, again, as I told you in the spring, of, you know, we've, take, we've gone to more, we've gone to less, uh, you know, run-to-run option based off reading a, an end or a linebacker to more run-pass option um, so that he can get it out of, get the ball out of his hands. Um, but he is, I mean, he is who he is. And um, we're going to need him in the run game um, at key points during the season. But you would like to keep his physicality to a minimum. Um, and we talk a lot about it. In the middle, Ed. Coach, another Sam question. How big a luxury is to have a guy like Sam back there? Because I know a lot of coaches are announcing their starting quarterback this week. Some surprises. But how big of a luxury is it is to have Sam back there? And is he a de facto another coach back there for the offense? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a very underrated um, comfort. You know, we're never going to get complacent, um, but I think comfort is the, the right word and, and confident in, in what he can do. And, um, you know, it's a testament to Tim Beck and testament to the fact that he's been in the same offensive system for three years at the same quarterback coach for three years. And so um, with that level of consistency, you know, he's been able to, to thrive. Uh, in that environment, and yeah, I mean he's he's everything you want. I don't I don't know if coach on the field is that we would ever say that, but um, he's pretty sharp and he's got a real control of the offense. Back here on your left, Alex. 
players and coaches have mentioned Tom Johnson's improved leadership. What does that do for the offense and this team? Uh, improved leadership? Just on the field and off the field with Colin Johnson. Oh, with Colin. Yeah, I mean, I've seen such a transformation in that young man, um, physically, mentally, from a leadership standpoint. Um, you know, it's Colin's always been a hard worker, but now he's really leading guys to come um, follow him in the way that he does things. And so, uh, obviously, he's it's more impactful on the offense because he, he does have um, – He's around those guys a little bit more, but uh, everybody on the team really respects him. Front of the left, Danny. Um, is there a possibility we would see all four corners this weekend, or would you like the two that you exit the week with to be the guys that play all seven? No. Yeah, there's, there's a possibility. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say that's off the table, but it's not something we have talked about yet. Questions? Front middle onward. Um, coach, as it relates to, I mean, you guys didn't have any, uh, you know, blowout games last year per se, where you could pay, play a backup. But is there a, a thought process that you guys would like to get Casey Thompson as many reps uh, going forward, if possible? Yeah, I mean, if if we're afforded to, I mean, we're not going to throw him in series three of the game just to do that. But um, yeah, we we had multiple offensive linemen. Uh, play over a thousand game snaps last year um, which is a lot a lot a lot um, so but we won 10 games and, and that's the goal is to win the game so uh, but if we have the luxury to play him we're going to play him as soon as we feel like that that time is upon us all right, Jeff. You spoke earlier in camp about how I believe you said you have six offensive linemen feeling pretty good about right now. One, eight, or nine. Have you found those last two or three yet over the past couple weeks? No, that's a big question mark, to be honest with you. Um, we we got to grow up very quickly um, with those the next group of guys at that position. Yeah, Brian. Um, how are you? Uh, how do you feel about offensive line, and who, who do you like for first five there? Oh, the first five, we haven't even decided yet, but it'll be some combination of uh, Sam Cosme, uh, Zach Shackelford Jr., Angi Lau, Derek Kerstetter, Denzel Okafor, or Parker Braun. So no surprises. Yeah. Um, you know, like you said, it is game week, first week of the year, new year. What do you want this program uh, to do? In your mind, in your vision of Texas football this year, where do you want to go? Well, starting 1-0 would be nice. Um, that's always the the goal. But, I, I again, it, the, the big-picture goal is never going to change around here. It's to be in the conversation for a conference championship in the months of November and December. And um, I think... <coughs> You know, we're capable, of, certainly our best week in and week out is capable of doing that. Mm-hmm. All right, Jeff? Tom, there were times last year where you mentioned, you know, teams being on offense or, you know, the skill positions and things here and there that you kind of wish you guys had. As you look at this roster and you've got to watch it from camp now, do you find yourself, you know, realizing, hey, we need this, we need this, and, and you've got more of kind of what you need? As you go? I, I do know we're... We're as fast as a, as a football team as we, we've been since we've been here, um, and we're as strong. So I don't I don't think there's really um, 
a, a glaring, you know, deficiency somewhere at, at a certain position or a cer- certain skill set. Roger, Tom, we talk every year. You don't have the luxury of a preseason game, even a, a scrimmage against another team. You watch Florida, Miami, and the cliche of teams don't win openers; they're lost because of mistakes. That's something you guys just—it's nonstop kind of pounding home to everybody. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, usually the the team in openers that plays the cleanest wins and and by that you know you're talking about penalties and turnovers um and missed assignments if you can keep those to a minimum um you're gonna have a really good shot in 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 game ones but yeah i've never heard that before that there more of them are lost than one but that that makes sense okay anthony coach we haven't seen or talked to you since uh the passing of uh Cedric benson um team release that was going to honor him with the decals. Just your thoughts on uh, said and what it means to honor him and, and pay tribute to him in, in this way? Yeah, um, obviously when you, you lose someone to an accident that young, um, you know, it's, there's no other word than, than tragic uh, that comes to mind. And um, You know, Cedric was, was one of the best that's ever played here. And um, you know, he's going to be missed by a lot. I thought, um, you know, our former players did a really good job of, of showing up to the funeral and, and paying their respects. But, um, yeah, we're thinking and praying for his family, and um, we also realize he's uh, one of the best that's ever played here. All set. One last one. Kirk. Hang on. I was just going to ask you about your special teams, where your punter is, and as far as your returners. Yeah, feel um, feel as as good as I have um, with special teams as you know heading into the season uh, since we've been here. Uh, the punter's much more consistent uh, than he was last year. Now he he's obviously got to go do it in games too um, when it counts, um, and then the, the kicker, uh, you know. I love our kicker. I think he's, he's fun to be around, which you don't say a whole lot of times about specialists. But uh, he, he, all those guys, they're great guys, great guys. Um, and then returners uh, right now would be um, Jake Smith at punt returner. Uh, and then we'd probably put Brandon, if it was a kill punt situation for the other team and had to make some split-second decisions, we'd probably put Brandon Jones back there to... Um, you know, put your toes on the 10 or heels on the 10, whatever it is, and, and make th- good decisions. And then uh, kick up, the two kickoff returners are Devin Smith and Jake, Jake Smith, or Devin DuVernay, Jake Smith. Okay, Anthony? A couple here, Coach. Again, um, personally, Coach, you're going for your 40th win here. Where are your juices and your energy right now as you, as you start this year, Coach? Uh, really high, you know, usually – Camp kind of uh, training camp can drain you a little bit. I think uh, one of the things that the NCAA did well uh, this year, uh, starting the, the week before your game, regardless of whether you start classes or not, you have to go to a 20-hour week uh, for uh, your team. You know, last year, year before, all the way up, leading until this year. You know, today and tomorrow, we could have had a, a full, you know full day training camp schedule where now we're, we're bound by the um, 
the 20 hour rule, which I think is good. But what it's also allowed us as coaches is to pause a little bit, uh, you know, take a deep breath and um, get our energy back that that was, you know, lost throughout training camp. Road to the college football playoff starts this week, coach. Trying to go back to New Orleans. It's not a one week thing, but what's your message to the fans to be a part of this journey and how much you need their support? Yeah, I think the message is one, you know, we thank you. Um, we're, we're so appreciative of, of the support that we get. I know as of this morning, we were 13 tickets away from setting the all time. Uh, season ticket record here so um, we appreciate them and, and coming out to support us and and they have a direct impact on, on winning and losing um, you know really really loud packed intimidating crowds that that has an effect on a, on a visiting uh, opponent and uh, hopefully we can be as as loud and as packed as anybody in the country this year and then last Lastly, I, I saw the guys dancing and prancing with their Popeye's chicken sandwich. Did, did they share one with you, Coach? Have you I, had one of those things yet, Coach? I have. I have. I've had the spicy and the regular. <laughs> Two last ones in the middle. Jim? Uh, Coach, on the Joshua Moore suspension, his legal case could take several more weeks to resolve. Is that a one-game suspension, or could this go deeper? It's, you know, we're gathering information. We're, we're hoping that the legal process is... Um, you know, concluded soon, but um, you know, I'll, I'll have to update you that on Monday because I, things could change. He will last one over here. Hang on a second. Correct. He will not suit up. Jeff over here on the left. Last question. Tom, you talked about the familiarity with Coach Diaco, especially in an opener when you've got a coach that's at a new job. What do you break down in terms of yeah. you study? How, how far back do you go? Do you look at Louisiana Tech stuff? Do you look at Nebraska stuff? Or stuff? Um, the position coaches, you know, they're, they're going to look at a lot of Louisiana Tech stuff uh, for personnel, you know, to give their their guys um, tips on the personnel. But yeah, we don't we don't spend a whole lot of time game planning. Um, it, it's hard, you know, when when a guy is. Uh, you know, in, in an opener, and the last time he coordinated was 2017 at Nebraska. So, kind of just watching a little bit of of everything. You know, even some of the stuff at UConn to Nebraska to even his time at at Oklahoma last year. You know, we we broke down those films too. So, uh, keeping the game plan uh, pretty tight in terms of the the, the numbers of, of calls that, that we're going to rep and uh, and have available to us uh, during the game because we just we don't know we're pretty pretty unsure and we want to be able to have practiced them versus all of the different scenarios fronts and coverages as well as uh, you know be adaptable as, as the game goes on thanks, thanks guys thank you.